Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, mother lovers. That's right. We are back. This is Last Call at McLaren's How I Met Your Mother podcast, and it is officially season two. That is right. I hope you guys are ready because I know we are. You just got to see our brand new intro video for the show. I mean, the only thing I can say is give Josh a round of applause for that. He busted his ass. Uh, we took an extra week off because, you know, we wanted to make sure it was perfect. And we wanted to make sure that, you know, like a, a, a mid-season break, you know, we took a week for ourselves as well. But he is right. Mother lovers, we are back with season two. Yes. Uh, season two, episode one, where were we? That's right, John. Where were Where we? were you? Where, where were we over these last few weeks, John? What were you doing? Well, I celebrated in. Thanksgiving with my family. Uh, I had a really great meal with my sisters and their respective boyfriends, and I had uh, pretty arm candy that wasn't mine. But I mean, I still got to still got my flirt on with her, and I still got to hold her hand and link my arms and sounds like, Beatles, sounds like a Beatles song almost. You know what? I'll take it. I mean, uh-huh. John Lennon had it right when he said happiness was the end of a warm gun. Fair enough. Uh, me, myself, I did not celebrate Thanksgiving with anybody, you know, you were invited. (laughs) That's true. My daughter, unfortunately got sick, uh, and she won't eat Thanksgiving food anyways. So I just skipped the holiday altogether. True. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, you know, we're here. Uh, I got myself a job in the meantime. Congratulations to the (laughs) broski. What? That's right. A lot of, a lot of stuff has happened uh, since we recorded last. and uh, But I am excited. Season two, man. Season freaking two. We got through a whole season, and we are moving forward in this awesome podcast. I'm ooh, so happy to be ooh. doing this with you. <clears throat> Previously on How I Met Your Mother, Ted meets Robin. Robin shoots down Ted. Barney's there. <laughs> Lily and Marshall break up. Now you're all caught up. Season two continues now that's right so season two episode one where (laughs) were we aired september 18th of 2006 directed of course by pamela fryman and written by carter bays and craig thomas so the last few episodes by the way or no it's craig thomas 
Craig Thomas, by the way, <laughs> is an amazing man who I don't know if a lot of you guys like follow us on Twitter, which if you're not, you should be going to Twitter and finding last call H I M Y M and liking us. And then you should be heading over to YouTube and subscribing to the channel because that's how you're going to, you know, find us. Um, that's true. But that's it. Merck in a movie blog, by the way, yeah. Merck with a movie blog yeah. at movie blog Merck on Twitter. So Carter Thomas Actually started Craig Thomas. Craig Craig Thomas. Thomas. Sorry. (laughs) Craig Thomas started liking a bunch of the stuff that Josh has been posting lately in Mm -hmm. correspondence with the show. A lot of how I met your mother stuff. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he even went back as far as liking the Wendy the Waitress interview. Yeah. He he followed he followed us and actually uh, Carter Bays just recently followed us as well. I mean, look, we're we're on a roll right now. Like, yeah, man. I, I, am, I, I, I don't want to take credit away from, like, <laughs> the Yellow Brella podcast or anything like that. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say, <clears throat> we are the How I Met Your Mother podcast aficionados. There it is. Uh, you know what? I ha- I can't say that I disagree because I don't. I totally agree. We are the best damn How I Met Your Mother podcast out there. <laughs> I mean, what? Any of you, any of you want to, you know, the yellow umbrella? Hey, beautiful. Any of you want to challenge us? Let's do this. We'll throw down. I don't know how. I don't know what the what the stakes will be, but we'll do how it. About, how about this? If all of us want to get together for the final episode and do one huge episode for the final episode, I mean, that would be how about your mother? the final podcast for all three episodes or all three podcasts. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, at least one of them is like three and a half seasons ahead of us. I'm just saying. <laughs> so we're just going to have to start going a lot faster. <laughs> have to three go episodes like, per week. Yep. There it is. Boom. I know. I know there are some people out there who would love that. Uh, I'm sure uh, my, my brain probably would not. <laughs> <laughs> but, but back yeah. to the episode. Yes. Back to the episode. Uh, like I said, season two, episode one. Summary reads, Marshall is depressed over his and Lily's breakup. Things get worse when he learns she might be back in town. Though this this doesn't need this summary doesn't say anything about Ted and Mar- and, and Robin at all. Because no. like their whole relationship is starting, you know? It's I was it, gonna and say, their whole it runs side by side with the whole Marshall thing. Which Man. I think is interesting. Uh, so this episode comes with a commentary on the DVD. Ooh. And during said commentary, uh, they revealed that apparently the original plan was to break Ted and Robin up after like eight episodes. That makes sense to something I've seen later <laughs> on in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently it wasn't meant to last very long in this but uh they they changed their mind uh, i mean obviously they don't last forever but they last more than eight episodes and uh yeah so we start off the episode future ted he starts off picking up right where we left off uh, at right the end of season one the kids they want him to skip to the end man they're impatient <laughs> You know, his son just wants to take a piss. That's right. You know, uh, his daughter says that uh, feels like that we've been sitting here for a year, which is hilarious. I mean, me. those are always the gags that I love the most. Like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, we feel like we've been sitting here for a year, or you know, like, yeah, 
Yeah. So something I thought was was interesting. Now we know that I, you know that Carter and Craig did not have a nine year plan for this show. You know, I mean, originally their plan was like if they didn't get picked up, have it only last thirteen episodes. Like they were just kind of going with the flow for a lot. Yeah. Like they knew how they wanted to end it, but they didn't know how long it was going to go. So it's it's obvious when you look back inside of the show that the kids have no idea what year Ted met their mother. Because True. they know he states that at the beginning that he starts the story in 2005. You're absolutely correct. And he says the date several times when he narrates. And even at the beginning of this episode, he says it's 2006. Which is, so if they knew that him and Tracy met in, was it 2013? Yeah. I mean, they'd be like, wait a minute. That's like eight years. Why, why are you telling us eight years before you even met, met mom? That's actually a really good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's obvious that, you know, outside of like, <clears throat> outside of the continuity of the story, uh, the, the showrunners didn't have like they did. I don't think they knew that they were going to meet in 2013 specifically. Um, but it, still, <laughs> when you look back throughout the whole show, that just means that the kids had no idea when wow. they actually like what year they met. Not, you know, let alone they spent all that time together. These kids are, you know, in their teens and they never heard the story of how they met. You ever tell your kid about how you and her mom met? I mean, not yet. <laughs> I think I'll wait till she's a little older, seeing as this one involved some uh, adult beverages and things of that nature. <laughs> I don't, don't want to have to help. I'm going to have to come help you tell the story. I don't want to have to explain that yet. Her mommy was drunk and was just showing her breasts to everybody. You know. <laughs> That's how people roll. <laughs> uh, so he, he tells a quick recap of the end uh, with him and Robin getting together uh, and Marshall and Lily breaking up. We get to see that, uh, that the ending from season one. Yeah, but we actually get to see Marshall and Lily actually break up too, not just. Yeah, yeah. Us. We and get to see happens. like the, the fight and, and we get to see Marshall essentially put his foot down. You know, and say that if you leave, now, that's it. You know, if you're going to do this, then this. we're done. Because I, you know, this is usually where I start watching the show. Like, because, you know, I, I hate season one and like the way it ends. Yeah. Do you think Marshall overreacted at all in his fight with Lily? I mean, I feel like maybe he could have been a little bit more cool tempered, but. In general, no. You know, like, I get that she wants to find herself, but she's saying she doesn't want to be with him during that time. That's what she's saying. You know, she's saying that she can't do it if she ha- if she's still with him and talking, and they're talking, like, no. Now, I'm not trying to get too headed in this part of the episode either, but... So we know for a fact that when she goes to, <clears throat> excuse me, San Francisco, there's nobody else. Marshall, yeah. on the other hand, goes on a small series of attempted dates. 
It's true. What do you think about that one? I mean, I know that yes, they're technically broken up, but like, and it took him a while to get to that point. It really did. You know, because he doesn't actually start dating, like going on dates until the next episode. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? And so it's almost two months. You almost know what I mean? Three. Before, yeah, well, it's more, I shouldn't say almost, it's over two months yeah. um, before that thought is even there. You know, and honestly, I don't even know that he would have started dating had it not been for the guys pushing him into it. Yeah. And and when we get to the, I mean, we'll get to the next episode, obviously. Uh, when we get there, I, I have, because, you know, as the fans know, we tend to record a couple episodes at a time. So I already have notes for the next episode <laughs> and I have things to say when it comes to that and some continuity errors that happen later on in the series. Uh, but we'll enough. get there. We'll get there when we get there and you guys will have to wait till the next episode. To hear all of that. Tune all in right. next week. That's right. <laughs> Tune in next Monday, 6 PM Eastern time. That's right. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Same pineapple time. Same pineapple channel. Oh man, that's, that's a good right. one. I like yeah, that. I know. Same or same, same ducky time, same ducky channel. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we flash over to the apartment, and Marshall is about to call Lily. Ted, he ain't gonna let that happen though. Uh, then Robin comes in. She's real excited. You know, she wants to tell everybody about her and Ted, but Ted stops her because she doesn't know what happened. And I have something to say about this. Okay. Lily and Robin are supposed to be best friends. Yet she breaks off her engagement, moves to San Francisco, and doesn't bother to tell her best friend. Didn't even say goodbye. Nothing. Not a word. And she doesn't see her until... never mentioned no it, it, i thought about it that today pisses me off and i've mentioned it a few times uh <laughs> oh because like she doesn't see her until the next episode and i i'll have stuff to say then as well but yeah it it really bothered me because she didn't just dump marshall she dumped the entire friend group yeah which i think is extra fucked up i mean i think <laughs> in retrospect like i understand maybe barney not saying so much to barney even though he plays a big part in her coming back. He does. Um, but I think that overall, the retrospect of, like you said, that's supposed to be her best friend, and she up and fucking just walked on her. Yeah. Um, and then Out the door. never actually fully congratulates her in the run on dating Ted either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah nothing. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So then Barney comes in. And he's actually there to console Marshall. Like, he's being a real <coughs> friend. Which uh, yes. He's still being Barney, now, but, he's, but he's being a friend, and he's got himself a little agenda. This is my favorite part of the episode. Okay. Okay? Because I love how, going with how you, you tell it. So Barney's like, you guys, this is a monumentous moment for us. He's like, for the first time ever, all three of us are single at the same time. And he proceeds to go on this little diatribe about how, like, whenever there's a single girl, they'll be there. Yeah. When tears are being shed and a girl's upset, they'll be there. 
when a bachelorette party's in a limousine and some girls out the sunroof screaming, what's up, New York? They will be, what's up, New York? <laughs> and that line fucking floored me. And I, I watched this show God knows how many times. And tonight, for some reason, that line hit me. So ridiculous. <laughs> where he's just like, we will be what's up, New York. And I'm like... It's a great but, line, man. But then I noticed something. Because this is what made me think about it. He's got his hand on Ted mm-hmm. and touches Robin. And that's when it happens. Yeah. Barney Stinson, Magic Senses picked up. Ted and Robin are dating. And he says it instantly. He's like, well, oh, you guys did it. Yeah, you guys did it. <laughs> and I love He doesn't wording. even say that they're dating. He just knows nope. that they had sex. He's got those abilities like that. Like, mm-hmm. he reads people so well. Yeah. And, at least at least when it comes to stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So I just, I really love that whole little scene right there. Yeah. Because, you know, like, like his little speech and, what's up, New York? We will be. We what's will up. be. What's up, New York? <laughs> <laughs> That's so, a great one. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> uh, so then we get a montage of the first month uh, of this new relationship and of the breakup of Marshall and Lily. Uh, they kind of go back and forth, showing like the similarities, like um, yeah, like, you know, being in bed all the time and not wearing pants and things like that, uh, and. While Ted and Robin are kind of being all cutesy as they're going, you know, they kind of get out of this, uh, this montage. I think they're, I think they're at the, oh, no, it's various times throughout. They're, they're just being cutesy throughout the montage. Barney has this thing that he does where he pretends to kill himself. Yes. Which is funny because, uh, during the, co- during the, the audio commentary, uh, I found out Carter and Craig revealed that they just told Neil to pretend to off himself, and they just let him make up shit on the fly. Really? Yeah. My favorite. So one like, has he to did be. the gun. He does the noose, and then l- the a little noose bit. Noose is my favorite one because he and, just like pulls it tight, and he's like. And then a little bit later, he does the sa- he does the samurai sword. He does. Um, and one of my favorite things is is that when he does the fucking the noose, he commits because I don't know if you noticed it, but he like. Lifts himself up a little bit and like, and he does like a little swing. Yeah, it's ridiculously crazy. He is he is so good at that, like physical comedy, like that. He is, but I mean, that's also Neil Patrick Harris, too. Like, you can't you can't take away what he does. Yeah, man, it's it's I love that they just kind of let him just like let him go, just let him do his thing. That's what it's kind of like. Um, Neil Flynn when he was on Scrubs, you know, sometimes you just gotta let the actors. And then, like, I really noticed that this episode and second episode really start to dive into, like, the characters rounding their who they are's out. Yeah. Barney starts doing a lot more of the magic stuff. There's a lot more of the legendaries. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a lot more of the, like, the physicality of the plays and how yeah. the plays play out. Yep. Um, and I, it's just really cool. You see more of Marshall's law side and his love of funk come out in this episode. Yeah, and at the same time, you, you can see, see stuff about Robin, and yes. you learn stuff. Yeah, you learn stuff about everybody. And and I, I really it was like really that. Really cool because this is like where they're, they're like they're like okay, we have the characters. Let's polish them up a little bit. Let's let them shine. Let's yeah. give them all these little things and like dominoes are starting to get set up, and I love it. 
Yeah. Uh, <coughs> so uh, we get to day 22, and we learn that Marshall, uh, he can't bring himself to eat pancakes, man. Yeah. As this was something that Lily would always make for them. And you know Marshall. He loves food. Yep. He's a, he's a food guy. Yep. <laughs> Ted asks him, uh, you know, like, well, you know, what are you going to eat? He's like, uh, uh, I'll just have, you know. I'll have uh, a beer. Oh, yeah, I'll have a beer. You had that for dinner last night. I guess I'll have leftovers. And he just pulls a beer out of the couch. Out of the couch. Which means that shit is warm and possibly has fucking dirt and debris in it. It was so, see, like, you say that the the we are what's up New York made you but like bust him pulling that beat because I had forgotten about it. it's been a while since I watched season two. Fair. And he pulled like he moves the cushion. Yeah. And then pulls the beer out and I just <laughs> I lost it. Yeah. I just started laughing so much. I thought it was hilarious. I love like, that. He I has to like he... struggle to get it out. Oh yeah. Just the, everything he does in that moment was was perfection. From Jason Siegel, it was great. I, I will say that that was pretty hilarious too. Because yeah, I love. I just love how Ted's like, "Well, what do you want for breakfast?" He's like, "I have a beer." He's like, "No, <laughs> you had that for dinner, dinner last night." <laughs> well, then I All guess right. I'll have well, leftovers. Just have leftovers. Oh man, that's so funny. That's some quality writing, right there. Now I noticed something too, because like, <clears throat> uh, well, we'll get to it when we get there. But you know, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, trust me. I got a couple of my own notes for this episode. Good. I'm glad. I always like to hear your notes as well. Uh, so then we get to day 31, a full month. We've, we've been doing full month. going full through month. all this. And we are at the bar. Uh, Barney is telling Ted and Robin, you know, like why Marshall is so lucky. You know, he's gotten rid of, as he calls uh, Lily, the redheaded tumor. The little redhead. You know, the, the little redheaded tumor. And uh, Barney has a suggestion. For Marshall, sure, no, just stop being sad. Oh yeah, because yeah. whenever he is sad, he stops being sad and, and be's being awesome. awesome yeah, he starts yep. being awesome instead. And I love that line. I didn't realize it was this early on. Yeah, like, I, I, I remember that line. That line has always been in my head, and I'm like, oh shit. I, like, I, does he say that later on? I'm not 100 percent sure because I did not say it a couple different times because I didn't remember it being so early in, in the show. So it was it was real fun to to kind of experience that line again. You're fun. Yeah, I am. Uh, so then Ted starts kind of going off uh, about Lily. He's he's pissed about her, you know, everything that she's done, and then Robin defends her, and again. A month, you know, it's been a, a month after she left. There's been no communication at all from, from, from Lily. And Robin is still defending her. It's like, bitch, she bailed on you too. And you're still defending her? Yeah, I, and I mean, I, it's it's shitty because, like, I, I just mean, don't think I could do it, man. Like, I don't, I don't know. Okay, well, think about it like this. Me and you had a rift back in, like, two 2000- thousand. It was like 2007. Uh, no, yeah, it was like, uh, 2000 and let's see. When did I get? So it would be about 2011, maybe end of 2010. Nope, talking about the one before that, back when we were dating Mary and Sarah. Oh, uh, shit. I don't know. I can't remember years. Yeah. 
but it was like I want to say it was like oh seven oh eight. Eight or no, it'd be eight or nine. Eight or nine. Yeah. So Probably you eight. had that rift between us where it wasn't bad, but we we went without talking for like a month or two. I don't even think it was that long. No. No. But I mean, still defended you. I mean. It was it was a it was a horror it was a horrible communication time. But there's but a difference between getting in in a fight and true, true. how about I'm just like gone and you never you don't hear from me you don't you, you don't get any explanation you don't even know you hear secondhand that I'm gone true and you don't yeah, hear from me for, and you don't hear from me for over a month I'm not watering your plants yeah I mean it's like. I would not. I would not be. I'd be like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> well, you know what? Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> I quit this podcast. Hey, <laughs> Chris, out. Well, at least you're telling me. Unlike <laughs> what Lily did. <laughs> <laughs> I just hit exit. Yeah. Oh, geez, that'd be hilarious. Uh, but then Ted gets distracted by her eyes, and they start making out. Which this this sickens Barney. This is where he does the samurai sword. And this is this is my favorite of the three. Is the samurai because like he does a what and then he does the like the blood splatter and everything. He speaks a little Japanese before he yeah. too, giving a little like or it might have been Korean because I know he knows Korean. Uh, who knows, man? Uh, I feel like he knows a lot of different <laughs> different Asian uh, languages and things. But yeah, I, I don't know. I love that one so much and. Uh, we also got a little little something in this this portion of the scene that I wanted to talk about. Uh, while Ted and and Robin are kind of being kind of schmootsy or whatever, she calls him Teddy Bear. Teddy Bear. And this I contradicts that. something that uh, that we learn later on, in that she hates nicknames. Yes. And I'm like, really? She's like. This, I assume this was just, that was just not a thing yet. That and was so, one of the things I caught, and I yeah. was like, "She did. She called him straight. She straight out Teddy Bear." Yeah, she totally <laughs> called. Because I mean, later on, she like she like rails Ted, you know, for trying to give you know have a nickname and trying to give her nicknames and stuff like that. Because uh, she doesn't, she's she's not into that stuff. Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, I found out during the commentary they had filmed an alternate version of this scene where instead of. Uh, Instead of Barney trying to kill himself, like pretending to kill himself, he throws a drink at them and just nails Robin in the face. Huh. And I'm like, man, I, ca- I kind of want to see that. They don't yeah. put they don't put deleted scenes like they don't. Ha- there are like they never released. Like I, you can't even find this the stuff online. No, they never no, they never deleted released scene, yeah. deleted scenes for the show, other than the stu- the the few that came out of season nine. Which was yeah. like the the pineapple incident thing that we learn that that we get revealed in season nine stuff like that, uh, but yeah, which is a big bummer because man, deleted scenes and bloopers and stuff are some of my favorites. I I, I want more of that. I would have I'd have been talking about deleted scenes on this show. Dude, just imagine, were. just imagine a uh, DVD set of all nine seasons worth of the bloopers and deleted scenes, dude. I- <laughs> I, I bought the whole the whole series. Like I bought the complete collection. I wanted there to be deleted scenes, but there's not until season nine. True. Uh, so then we go back to the apartment. Marshall is getting uh, kind of pathetic. You know, he's uh, he's got a bottle of shampoo that he thinks is Lily's. He's sniffing yeah, it. I found her shampoo. And it winds up being it Robin's. Like lavender and hope. 
<laughs> uh, that's my shampoo. Oh. Uh, then uh, while Ted and Robin uh, are, are in Ted's bed, they're about to get busy, Ted stops suddenly because he can sense that Marshall's about to call Lily. Yeah. And he bolts out of the room and he tackles him to the ground, and I laughed so much at that scene. I mean, it was. It was, and then, like, it's great sensemen. Yeah. We've both been there, though. But, dude, just the way that Ted just takes him down. Oh, so well. Was hilarious to me. I, I, I loved every second of that. Uh, so, Marshall promises he's not going to call Lily. You know, he's like, I'm not going to do it, man. But then the next morning, he busts in on Ted and Robin in the shower, and he's like, I did it. I called her. I'm out. Yep, I'm out. But uh, she apparently changed her phone number. Yeah. Which, I mean, that that shows you, right, <clears throat> that she had zero intention of having any sort of communication with the rest of the group because obviously none of the rest of them knew that. Yeah, but Robin didn't know. It also makes Barney finding her harder to believe. Well, I don't know, man. He he has he has his ways. That is true. You know, he I mean? is an international businessman. Yeah, he has his ways, and at least he knows like where, like what city she's in. You true. know what I mean? That is true. And Marshall even says, you know, there's four other Lily Aldrins, but I mean that's only four. That I is, feel like. Yeah. You know, Barney's got money. He could have hired a private investigator or who knows. I don't know if they ever explained how he found her, but I don't I think know. it would we'll have, have been. Wait till we get there. I don't think it would have been too hard for him. Uh, we learn, like I said, we learned that there are four other Lily Aldrins uh, in, in San Francisco, which I thought was funny. And then Robin is getting very frustrated at this whole situation, which I, I don't blame her. You know, uh, Marshall is being as we as Ted eventually breaks down and says is being pathetic. Yeah. But she sees it early on. And she says he needs some tough love, you know, he needs to get out of this apartment, you know, and do something. And then we uh we are at the bar and during this whole time they're in a completely different booth, I noticed. Yeah. Which I know they do that sometimes, but I'm like give me the the booth because later on they're at like a table yeah and i'm like why aren't you at the booth they introduced the booth last season yeah well it's also later on when it's in the next episode when uh barney and marshall are going on the dates it happens at a table one of the dates is at a table and i'm like why like the booth would have been perfect yeah guy girl on one side guy girl on the other side yeah it's like give me the booth uh, so, you know, like I said, Robin suggests getting him out of the apartment, and Barney's, uh, you know, whole idea <clears throat> is to take him to a strip club. Well, his exact words are: "Marshall needs to be outside, or needs to see outside." Yeah. And then you go to the strip club. It like cuts scene goes to the strip club, and you've got the guy who's no, like needs to see sunshine. That's what it was. Sunshine. That's what it was. And then the guy's like, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, sunshine. You want to know what's funny about that? The guy who says that, the announcer guy, yeah, is, is Craig Thomas. That's funny. Yeah. I noticed it's the same voice every time they're inside the Lusty Leopard. 
Yeah, apparently it's Craig Thomas because he 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 said that on the the nice. audio commentary. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. It's like okay. Okay, uh, I guess they couldn't get anybody else. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is also it. where we we get introduced to the idea of the B peg. Yes, which comes back after Barney sleeps with Robin. Yeah. <laughs> right click, save B peg file. Yep. Yeah, he says, you know, if you want to start to move on, you got to overwrite, <laughs> you know, the images of Lily's boobs with images of other women's boobs. I mean, apparently, one of Lily's boobs looks like a seal. If I could make a good seal sound, I literally was. I thought about. It. I was like, should I try it? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to even try that. <laughs> well, it'll wind up sounding like, like a wall. It'll wind up sounding like a walrus, which is not a seal. Because I was like, a walrus sound. Your aquatic animals are different. A walrus sound is what popped in my head. I was like. That is definitely not a seal, and I can't think of what a seal sounds like. Is, is the walrus the one that it's like, oh, oh, oh. yeah? Okay. Yep. That and that's that's what I that's exactly what I thought of. But uh, uh, so you know, Barney takes him to the strip club. Ted has a different idea. He baseball. takes him. Out, yeah, he takes him outside to a baseball game. Which you know, fair enough. Seemed, I mean, it's the all American yeah. sport. Something to keep your mind off of love, because who the fuck would think that you'd find love at a baseball game? Well, and then uh, it happens because it happens. Uh, a couple winds up on the big screen. Uh, you know, sometimes they, they single out people like a kiss cam kind of thing. Kiss cam. And uh, the guy uh, gets down and proposes to his lady. Dude, I and love this Marshall just sets Marshall off, man. He chucks the fucking hot dog. <laughs> the girl's covered in mustard. Dude, it hits her square in the <laughs> face. Apparently, like it took him. A wiener to the face before. Apparently, it took him several times to do that. <laughs> like he kept missing. He get like he hit somebody else, or like <laughs> it like hit her in the shoulder or something. Yeah, apparently he had to do that. That's really great though. The Marshall legit had to throw that then. Oh yeah, she because they could have because you don't see you see him throw the hot dog yeah. and then you see it from like because you don't actually see him when it hits. Yeah, her. they do like a close up, so it could have been anybody. It could have been anybody, but that's really awesome, though, that they had, you know, yeah. Jason, Jason Siegel throw a fucking hot dog at somebody. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, obviously, none of this is working. The guys, they're kind of defeated. They don't know what to do. But Robin, Robin has a plan. Knows what to do, though. Oh, yeah. She's got a Robin plan. Robin has man. her own way of dealing with a breakup. She what does. she calls the only way to deal with a breakup. And, and what is that only way? Firing a way? gun. Firing a gun, that's right. Boom, she, takes, boom, boom. she takes him to the gun range. This is where we learn that Robin is super into guns, and Ted is the opposite. He's very against them. Yes, but to quote Robin, and I'm going to have to do this because it's the only way that makes sense, Ted's never going to find out about this. <laughs> oh, that sounds really scary when I got a gun in my hand. I love that. that she's not a great John. She's not a gun nut. She's a gun enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love how she's like, I have the second right to oh, it's during her fight with Ted. But there's the I have the right to bear arms. And, <laughs> and I mean, technically, she doesn't. And she's not an American citizen. No, and I thought about that <laughs> after that episode. I was like, wait. She hasn't become an American citizen at this point yet. So technically, everything she's doing is semi-illegal. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not 100% sure how it works with other people, but you would think it would make sense. <laughs> that it would... I mean, there's no way, as a Canadian citizen, she has a gun license in New York. Yeah, it would. That would make... almost be a terrorist act. I'm yeah. 95%. I, I again, I don't know how all that works, but yeah, I, like I feel like, I feel like you should have to be. A I mean, maybe I'm misspeaking, but I mean, I if any I, of you people knows. out there know how gun law works, let us know. Feel free, feel free. Uh, so Marshall gives it a go. You know, he he's hesitant at first, but he gives it a go, and he he doesn't know anything about guns, including the fact that they have a recoil. And when he shoots the first shot, <laughs> it kicks back and clocks him right in the forehead. I mean, right in the forehead. Right in the forehead. <laughs> and what I think is hilarious is that because he, he does get up, obviously, and he starts popping off rounds. Oh, yeah. He's like real into it. But he's got a big-ass mark on his forehead. I don't <laughs> know if you noticed it. Oh, he's I got did. A, okay. I love he's how he's a, like, because it makes me think of Tommy Boy. And I'm just like, yes. my face hurts like right here. <laughs> no, man, not, you look great. So, not so much here or here, but right about here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, he's he's into it. He's just going to town, just popping yeah. off rounds. Probably Would picturing you, Lily's face. Did you ever see him do this? Yeah, with a gun, yeah. Yeah, like like him and Robin have their moments. Like they go to the, the hoser hut, or yeah. she goes to Little Minnesota with him. Yeah. Um, they have their moments, but never again do you ever see him in the gun range. It's true. It's true. Uh, so then we go back to the bar. Ted is thanking Robin for helping Marshall. You know, he obviously doesn't know what happened yet. Yeah. Uh, and her gift for helping is a weekend away at his uncle's place. Yeah. You know, he's going to take her away for, for the weekend. Hell yeah. So then we get to day 55. They're at the apartment. Marshall offers Ted his car. Uh, and then he finds Lily's credit card statement in the mail. Yeah. Ted, he knows this is a bad idea. He takes it, tears it up, puts it in the trash. You know, he's like, he says, and nothing good will come out. Yeah. And then he takes the trash out. And then we go to the bar. Like, we, we like flash over to the bar. And Marshall, and this is the next day. And Marshall yeah. has the statement all taped up. Yep. Which means he went to the dumpster, fished out the bag, got like, opened it, got all the little pieces out, and then taped it back together. You know, then this is because I thought about this when I was watching that. I said, honestly, this one's Ted's fault. If I was Ted, what I would because he didn't tie that bag off before he took it out the door with him. Yeah, he just he grabbed just like it. grabbed it and left. I would have taken the fucking thing out, put it in my pocket, throwing the trash out there. And that would have either burned that fucking envelope or ripped it up and thrown it out someplace else. I don't think at this point he realized <laughs> just how incredibly pathetic he's gotten. I think Ted was in denial about it. Like I, I don't think, think I don't knew. think for a second he thought that Marshall would dumpster dive and then tape together a fucking credit card statement. I don't I, think for a second he thought that would happen. I mean, it's it's crazy. I, I don't even know that I would do that, but I mean. Yeah, it was, I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> like, that's a stretch. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Uh, so but, he's re- he's reading over this. Yep. And, and there's some recent charges on, on, on her card. <laughs> 
particularly uh, some tickets to a George Clinton and the P Funk All Stars concert, which I thought was awesome because anytime I think of George Clinton, I think of the movie PCU. Yep. Yep. That's the first time that that is how I first became aware of who George Clinton was. And so anytime I hear his name, I see instantly. Yeah, man. We want the funk. Uh, uh, we want the funk. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought that was that was pretty uh, pretty funny. There was a few other funny charges like uh, the Pet Emporium. Yeah, I think was on there, and, and a few other uh, weird ones. Then we get this little daydream sequence where he's uh, kind of talking about what, what he, he the yeah the scenario that he thinks is happening, which is like she's in a restaurant with George Clinton, which by the way, the real George Clinton, dude. Okay. I got I got a little tidbit about okay. this. Apparently, they George Clinton was not the original person they were gonna have. Who was the original? Sugar Ray. Oh, that would have been so much better. And apparently, during the scene, it was gonna be like Lily would keep referring to him as Sugar Ray, and he <laughs> would keep like constantly correcting her that saying that my name is Mark because that's his real name. But uh, apparently, was... he refused to do it. Really? Yeah. Mark McGrath is a dick. Yeah. So, and apparently, like somebody who works on the show, um, their like mom knows George Clinton, or or, or or is like the agent of George Clinton, or something like that. And so that's right. how they were able to get him. You know, what would have been a really cool. It would have been a. I guess it would have <laughs> been a meta reference. But it would have been really cool if they could have had Russell Brand reprises uh, uh, Aldous Snow. Oh, dude, that would have been pretty like, funny. Like, he plays his part on the show because yeah. of Jason Siegel. Uh-huh. And, like, Jason's, like, Marshall's like, yeah, she went and saw Infant Sorrow. What? He's like, those guys suck. I'm, I feel like that movie <laughs> came later. I think so. But, but that still is, would have been hilarious if it like started there. I, I think that George Clinton worked better because by this point, Marshall's already referenced in season one that he's a funk fan. Yeah, it really does help push the whole love of funk. Yeah, you know, I, I, I really and like. Yeah. It's kind of a betrayal thing to him because how dare Lily go see George Clinton and the Funky Bunch with or the, the P Funk All Stars? P Funk All Stars without him. Yeah, man, <laughs> he was really felt betrayed about that. Yeah, like fuck the pet, uh, the pet place and everything. Else. But but the pet place comes into play because apparently in this whole thing, George Clinton buys Lily a, a ferret. ferret, and Marshall's apparently afraid of ferrets. Of ferrets, yeah. Who knows? Which kind of an irrational fear, but okay. Okay, so during that whole scene, um, I don't know if you if you noticed this at all. But I watched this and I was like, man, Lily's tan is really dark and it's like really close to the color of her hair. And it just didn't look good. Really? No, I hadn't noticed that. And so when I was listening to the commentary, I found out that's not her hair. That's a wig. It's a wig. Because during the off season, Allison Hannigan went to Italy and Die, it became a brunette, which is what we see later on. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So like they, in order to show, you know, pre San Francisco Lily, 
like, you know, the way they would have seen her, she had to wear a wig. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, man, why would they, why would they do that? Well, it's just because they had to really, um, because she got, she got tan and they needed to have that same color hair. Fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, so Barney, uh, makes the situation worse by telling him that he can see more recent charges on the website. Yeah. And Marshall just books it right out of the bar. I love how Ted at this point, too. Ted's like, why? Why do you even talk? Why? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is It is pretty It is pretty funny. I, I don't know what... I don't know if Barney had a like a, an ulterior motive doing this. I don't oh, think so. I think it was just one of those random times where he spoke before he really thought about it. Yeah, because we do learn, like, in the next episode that he's got ulterior motives. You know, we learn that later on, which we'll talk... I'm not going to dive into, into the next episode yet. Uh, but, you know, and he has done other things where he's had ulterior motives. Um, oh, God, yeah. You know, because like when he's kind of... When he's trying to get Ted to kind of not hook up with Robin... Because he's got a thing for her and stuff like that, you know? Or like he, when he's leading Robin on thinking that he's dating Patrice. Yeah, like, so he does he does stuff like that a lot. <laughs> so it made me wonder. I was like, is, is this part of it? I don't know what his endgame would have been with it. Uh, who knows? So it probably is just Barney just being an ass at this stage, really, is what it I is. I can see but, that. Um, but we, we head up to the apartment where Marshall is on the computer. And he's looking up the charges. And he discovers one for a hotel in the city. Yeah. Which makes everybody assume that Lily has returned uh, without anybody knowing. Ted pulls Barney aside and asks him to watch over Marshall uh, while they're gone on their weekend trip. And while alone, Marshall calls the hotel. Ted tries to stop him, but he can't. And when they connect to the room, a guy picks up. And it crushes Marshall. Oh, yeah. Like, he is just devastated. That dude, dude, he's like beside himself too. Like, yeah, like this is where he gets like really bad, and Ted flips out on him and calls him pathetic and just lays into him, saying like, "This version of Marshall could never get Lily in a million years." Like, it, it, I, I have a theory really about lazy. this one. Ted, well, I mean, Ted's frustrated about it at this point. He is. This man. is where the point, like you know, like when Marshall talks about how. Ted does the breakups, and then he always deals with the girls. Mm-hmm. This is the reverse at this point. This is yeah. Ted dealing with Marshall for so long. But at the same time, reverse psychology. Because no, he's yeah, like, I you know that. what? Do you want Lily back? Well, you ain't going to get Lily back being a whiny little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much like fucking snap out of it. You fu- yeah. Look at you, you lazy slut. <laughs> But my, my favorite part of the whole scene is, is he's like, can we still get the car? Yeah. Can and then Barney, the bold move, asking for the car. Yeah. <laughs> I love, though, that Marshall, being the compassionate friend he is, still gave him the keys to the Fiero. He does, man. And and we see that in the next scene. We flash over to the car. Ted, uh, you know, he thinks that he thinks that Robin thinks that he's being too hard on Marshall. And it makes me wonder if what that really says is that Ted actually just thinks that, but he doesn't yep. want to admit it to himself. Um, and I noticed something interesting during the scene. They got music on in the car. 
And it it's ain't not no nope. not five hundred miles, man. That was one of my notes. Yeah, it was not. I would walk five thousand miles. Five hundred miles, but yeah, no, it is definitely not. And that's that bummed me out, man. <laughs> it didn't bum me out as much because this is the first time we see the Fiero. I know, but like knowing the history of it, or the first time that we see it with music on, because yeah. we see Marshall driving it in the the Liberty Bell episode. Mm. Yeah, 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 but like just knowing the history of it. Yeah, but even even that, I didn't I didn't think about that because it's stuck on. You can't even turn it off. Oh shit! You you know what I mean? So yeah. like, in that like it it passed by me in the in the Liberty episode because there just wasn't any music, so I wasn't thinking about it. I think yeah, it should have been on there too. Should have been, and it should have been on here, but it but it wasn't yet. So like. Little continuity stuff going on there. That's but, okay. Uh, it was early. Yeah, there's all we we've caught a lot of like funky continuity stuff in that in that first season. I mean, the Fiero so. is such a minuscule thing to like pick apart. Like, it's okay. I don't know, man. It's pretty major. <laughs> it's the most important thing, John. <laughs> uh, he uh, so apparently Marshall also told Ted about the gun range. Uh, about how Robin is kind of a gun nut. And so Ted brings that up to her. Uh, yeah, enthusiast. Uh, yeah, gu- yep, a, a gun enthusiast. Uh, Ted then goes and calls Marshall, uh, or not Marshall, calls Barney to check in uh, on, on Marshall. And he's at a strip club. At a strip club. And Marshall is gone. Yep. Yeah, he uh, thought he was sitting next to him. I love how Barney devises a plan, too. They go <laughs> and look for Marshall, and he's going to get a lap dance. He's going to get a lap already getting. He is, man. He's already in, and it looks like, hey, man, I'll take one. Also, did you see the, the there's a two-time running gag in this show? Yes. This episode. And uh, it's, uh, the first one is when Ted and Robin are about to have sex. And he's like, uh-oh. And she's like, Already? Already? And then during this scene, yeah. Barney goes, uh-oh. And the stripper goes, already? <laughs> I was like, yeah. It's a great it's a, you know, it's a, it's the one two punch, but it's a it's a it's a fun little little Oh run. god, yeah. So yeah, quickly like delivered that. too. Yeah. Get it? Get it? Quick delivery. So quick. Uh so Ted has to cancel the plans for the weekend. Yep. Um and he goes and finds uh Marshall at the hotel. He doesn't bring Robin, so I'm assuming he dropped her off first. Well, and this that's just one of the things I noticed too. This is one of those things that leads to them breaking up in the future, too, is that he doesn't put her first. Like yeah. granted, Mar- I mean, whatever happens with Marshall is what happens with Marshall, but like Ted dropped everything to just go help Marshall. Yeah, it's true. And he but like he could have brought her with him. Could have. You know what I mean? And he's just like, I'm going to drop you off. I'm just going to go. You can stay alone. Yeah. It's like, you could have involved her, I mean, really. They still could have done the weekend. Yeah, they could have. You know, go I and mean, get it. I mean, I don't know go. why they had to cancel the entire weekend to go help Marshall. Yeah, they could have been like, okay, Barney, stick to it, damn it. No strip right? clubs. And then they could have left again. But, but you know. He just doesn't. Uh, and so he finds him at the hotel bar. And, you know, Marshall tells Ted that he went up there and a guy opened the door and he just 
punched him in the face. Punched him straight in the face. <laughs> but it's not Lily's boyfriend, we find out. Nope. And then we oh, backtrack to finding out the actual story of this guy. And it's a whole fucking twisted story about how stolen identity and he pretty much charged up on Lily's credit card. And Yeah. Yeah. I, he's some identity thief. Yeah. You know, Marshall feels like he's let down because he thought this was going to be, you know, his reuniting with Lily. And it means Lily is not in New York. Yeah. And the, the, he's like, he says the whole credit card thing. That was, that was the only way he knew what she was what doing. She now was he doing, has, yeah. he doesn't know where she is, what she's doing, how, nope. you know, what's going on. He, he's got nothing now. Nothing. So after a, a talk from Ted, Marshall finally kind of seems to come to terms with that fact that she's gone. You know what? We, we think that he's finally come to terms with that. But then the next day he slides right back into that slump. Cause he found a sock. <clears throat> Because he found a sock. Uh, so I have a little side note here. During that scene at the bar, Ted tells a story about meeting Marshall for the first yes, time. Yes, I was going to talk about this too. Okay, go he ahead. I want to hear, about, like, I hear what you have to say. He talks about how the first time he meets him, you know, he's on the uh, uh, Marshall's on the bed and he's like headphones on and his feet up against the wall and and Marshall's like, um, yeah, I thought you were the dean. And yep. he's like, just to be honest, I was high that day. Yeah. And most of that, when we get the future episode, yeah. most of that is in that episode, except for Marshall with headphones on and shit. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he doesn't have his headphones on. He's not like, I don't even think he's on the bed. No, he's sitting he's, at the he's, desk. He's quote unquote eating a sandwich, which is something that comes in yeah. later on. But yes, he does. He thinks he's the dean. I thought that. I thought that was cool that they brought that back. I well, they don't bring it back. This is the first time we hear that. Well, no, I'm saying they bring it back in the oh, when yes. they when they show yeah. this when they actually show it. No, you're 100 yeah. percent right. And yes, yeah. yes, and I'm glad that it didn't change either. Like, yeah, apparently during the the commentary, they revealed that. Uh, they had an originally they originally wrote a version of that scene, the meeting scene, uh, where Marshall went weeks without realizing Ted was not the dean. <laughs> like weeks of him awesome. of, of Marshall thinking that he's living with the dean. That would have been awesome. Yeah, I'm like, huh. I, I kinda wanna I kinda wanna see what that would have looked like. <laughs> I kinda wanna read that, you know, because it's written somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Uh so then we get to day sixty-seven. Ted and Robin get up, they find Marshall, he's awake, and he's making pancakes. And bacon. For the, for, for the yeah, for the first time in two months, he's he seems okay. Yep. Now these apparently are disgusting pancakes, but they're pancakes nonetheless. And my final note for this episode is that is they're sitting there eating as like the three of them. Yeah. Ted does not have bacon on his plate. No bacon for you, Ted. Well, no, but think because think about it. In season nine, during the the one episode, he needs like they need to have, to have more bacon cooked, and Ted's like, I can't eat bacon. I'm allergic to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Ted's always thought he's been allergic to bacon. So I noticed, though, that during them eating the breakfast, there's a big plate of bacon on the table, but Ted isn't eating any. Huh. Interesting. That's a good catch, because I definitely Thank did you. not catch that. That's a, a fantastic catch, actually. I like that a lot. Look at look at that. That is that is a great way, a great final uh, note for you, Johnny boy. Uh, so then, as future Ted says, you know, the only thing that can mend a broken heart is time. And that is what we see here. You know, just over two months worth of time. Marshall's you know finally really starting to heal. Is that during a future episode, Barney says a very similar line to that. It's the game show episode where Lily and Marshall are doing their wills and have to figure out who's going to be a godparent. Yeah. And it's time can heal. How, how does the line go? Uh, time can heal all wounds. But not that bitch's window. And he launches the brick when he's talking to um, Marvin. <laughs> but not that bitch's window. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so then we, we flash over to the bar for the final scene. <clears throat> the gang's all sitting and laughing at a table. Again, at a table. A Come table. Uh, and then the camera kind of pulls forward toward the window by the front door, and we see Lily outside. Yep. She, appro- she approaches the door. She sees them. She's about to go in, and then she changes her mind. Changes her leaves. mind. And that's the end of the episode. Season two, episode one. Where were we? All right, John. So what were your thoughts on season two, episode one? I mean, this is a really great season opener. Like I said, this is typically where I start watching the show. You get the launch of Ted and Robin. You know, you get the return of Lily. You get, you know, Marshall being a sad, sapless sack who can't even cook a fucking simple pancake. And you get classic Barney. Overall, I would say this is a solid A-plus episode. Definitely one of my favorites. Um, Yeah. It just really sucks that at the same time, though, like you don't get any of Lily in this episode at all. Yeah. Um, like you get the little bit of like when they think about what she might be doing, and you get the end scene. But like, I I love this episode overall though because it's just hilarious, and you know you got a lot of fun little one liners in there, like the "What's up, New York?" Yeah, it's oh. a fantastic season opener. It really yeah. is. Honestly, just in, not even not not even just for. How I Met Your Mother, but like as a as a just a series yeah. season opener, I think it's it's a it's well, a damn good one. And one of the things I liked about the first few seasons, they really did it was like the season would end and the next season would pick up right where the last one left off. Yeah, I know season one did it. Season two, I believe, ends with the jump. I Maybe. believe it's the jump, or no? It all blends oh, together for me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. There's literally one where he's like. Wait for it, and then oh, they yeah. come back, and you know, yeah. So yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, this is a great episode. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, man, I, I absolutely love this. <laughs> a lot of great comical moments in this. Yes, uh, you know, a lot of good back and forth, and we get to see, we get to see the kind of the flip side of what we got in season one, where it's you know, Marshall is in the happy relationship, and Ted is the ever looking for love kind of down in the dumps guy and now it's flipped you know and we that get is to see true it, we get to see a bit of that for a while so i, I kind of like that they went that route even though I, I hate 
what what they did with Marshall and Lily. I do yeah. like the kind of the the role <laughs> that they did here. So, all right. So, seeing as that is the end of the episode, it is now time for everybody's favorite segment, Barney's, Barney's blog. blog. That's right, folks. That's Barney's blog. Bitches. We are back, and this one is titled. Barney Palooza 2006. <laughs> and it was uh, dated Tuesday, September 19th of 2006. Uh, and Barney tells, uh, he, he kind of writes this blog about, you know, how his friend Marshall spent the entire summer uh, depressed over a girl. Uh, and he puts in here, Ted, meanwhile, was also depressed. And by depressed, I mean in a committed monogamous relationship ah. which i thought was uh pretty damn funny so he says he took uh barney says uh, i took some time this summer to explore the towering peaks and lush valleys uh found outside manhattan and took my awesomeness on tour perhaps you caught my act if you caught anything else my apologies ah. and so he he kind of show gives off his list of where he went for his Barney Palooza American tour of 2006. Okay. So he did Pennsylvania. Says, I managed to get mine in Allentown while husbands dug for coal all day. <laughs> Ohio. He says, uh, Ohio both begins and ends <coughs> with O. What <laughs> up? Nebraska. Participated in a corn husking festival as the corn. <laughs> Kansas. Uh, topographers call this state the flattest in the union. I beg to differ. Oregon, uh, state animal is the noble beaver, and that's a fact. <laughs> and, and when I read this, I instantly thought of uh, the beaver song. The two beavers are better than one. They're twice the fun. Ask, Ask anyone. I'm excited to get to get to those episodes. But anyways, uh, then we got Texas. There's more than one type of star in the Lone Star State. Florida, Golden Girls. I'm wondering if that just means he, he hit it with a bunch of old ladies. Yeah, Maybe. pretty much. That's what it sounds like. North Carolina, chicks there are smoking menthol lights. Yes! <laughs> uh, Virginia. Old slogan, Virginia is for lovers. New slogan, Virginia is for acrobatic lovers. All right. Okay. Uh, and then District of Columbia erected my own monument all over our nation's capital. Yes. And then, and then he ends it with, for those of you who, who in quotes, <coughs> participated in my tour uh, and would like something more permanent to commemorate the occasion, I am proud to offer this 100% cotton, high-quality T-shirt. Email orders only. Don't call. And it's That's got right. Barney Stinson at Yahoo.com. That's really funny. Yeah. No, think about this. That blog's a cover story. Yeah. What was what? he doing? Because this takes place after the episode. Right? Technically the day after the episode. Well, no, it says, well... Uh, well, that's yeah. That's when he wrote the blog. So, yeah. think about this: Lily shows up at the end of the episode. Yeah, he, 
he would have needed a reason to have been gone for a couple of days. So you're saying that his tour was him going over to the Lily. summer was him going to to get that's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't doubt that he also Oh, and did. by by all means he was He had to travel that way. He had to travel that way. But yeah, his summer palooza was to go get Lily, not just sleeping with people. Huh. I'll be honest, I hadn't thought about it that way. And that's brilliant. You should you should take this blog entry, tweet it at uh, Carter and Craig, and see if they'll give us an answer. I, I'm d- I will absolutely do that after we are done with this, because I think that's awesome. And uh, hopefully we do get an answer. We I mean, may not hear. <laughs> you guys may not hear for a couple of episodes, but if I get an answer, I will tell you. All right. So, uh... That wraps up everything for this episode. Uh, we got season two, episode one. Where were we? Uh, John, where tell, everybody, tell everybody where they can find you. Well, I mean, you can find me on Twitter. I'm still at the same place. It's at Simply Sane J1. It uh, corresponds with my personal podcast, which I haven't posted an episode now in forever. But I do have a blog that corresponds with the podcast, and I've been posting on that almost weekly. No, it's uh, not called. Are, it's not called Johnny's blog. Nope, it's not called Johnny's blog. It is called Simply Sane with Jay. Uh, the podcast is not your mama's podcast, and I should really just call the other part of it not your mama's blog. Um, sure. I mean, your podcast is still Simply Sane with Jay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so both of them are simply saying with Jay. Uh, it's just it should me be, it should about be my simply life. saying with Jay the not your mama's blog. That's what the other one should be called. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's me. I'm very easy to find. You can find me on Twitter. Find me on Facebook. If you're old school, you can drop me an email. And for those of you who don't know what an email is, how? But how are they going to send you an email if they don't know your email address? I don't give out my email address. <laughs> but it's on Facebook. Just, just guess, people. Just just guess. I mean, it's, it's literally not- my first name, underscore last name, at hotmail.com. Well, there you go, folks. He just gave it away. He just blew his load all over this episode. You can find me at JP Rayner on uh, Twitter as J-P-R-A-Y-N-O-R, as well as at Movie Blog Merc, which you can see right down there. That is the Twitter page for my site, Merc with a Movie Blog. If you are watching this uh, on the, the Merc with a Movie Blog YouTube channel, be sure to hit the like if you like what you're watching. Smash that subscribe button and hit that little bell so you always get notified uh, every time we drop a new True episode. Uh, and be sure to follow uh, Last Call McLaren's on Twitter at Last Call H I M Y M. You can also head over to Anchor, uh, anchor.fm slash Last Call H I M Y M. And you can leave us a voice message there. Uh, if you really like, if you're listening on like the podcasts, uh, head on over to like Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review if you like what you're hearing. And we will read that review. <laughs> on air uh yes. if you do the anchor voice message we will play it on air as well uh yeah we love hearing from you guys so definitely reach out anytime you can and uh, i think that's about it for me john what do you got for him i mean grab a cold beer grab some lemon drops sit on your couch because you don't have to go home but you can't listen here that's right folks catch you next time